0: Welcome to AM Best Audio.
1: Last year was an active year for insurance deal making, but that trend slowed down during the first half of 2022 amid geopolitical instability, rising interest rates and inflation. But in the coming months, insurance deal activity is expected to rebound thanks to strong interest in the sector from private equity backed buyers, according to PWC's mid-year insurance deals outlook. I'm Lori Chortis for Best TV. Joining me now to talk about that is Mark Friedman, Insurance Deals Leader at PwC. Mark, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today.
0: Thanks, Lori. Thanks for having me.
1: So, Mark, what drove the slowdown in insurance deal activity during the first half of this year?
0: Yeah, Lori, I think the, the slowdown in, in the deal activity in the insurance sector was, was un, no different really than any other sector in that. With, high, with uncertainty, you know, changing macroeconomic environment, you know, and the geopolitical um, discord, as you mentioned, um, deal making tends to take a bit of a pause. But I think the biggest driver um, impacting valuations in the sector has been the rising interest rates and uncertainty around how how quickly they'll rise, how far they'll go. You know, most people. Who, Professionals working in this sector on the deal-making side haven't ever experienced the kind of interest rate environment We've been been seeing now, so I think that did lead to somewhat of a pause in what was, you know A historically very active deal market the last couple of years
1: So what factors could rebound deal activity in the second half of this year?
0: Great question, Um, I, I think as interest rates begin to stabilize, or as there's more of a view on part of on the part of investors as to where interest rates are going, I think the ability to price that in to deals, particularly with private equity-backed deals, is going to be an important factor. The other the other factor to consider here is that you know private equity is a major player in deal making in the sector, as you mentioned. And private equity has raised an unprecedented amount of capital over the last couple of years. Um, And they have to put that capital to work. And there are parts of the insurance M&A sector that do not rely on leverage to get deals done, right, particularly underwriting companies, which are levered on their own. Um, So we could see more, uh, a greater allocation of capital on the part of private equities that have not historically been very focused and active on the You know, in the insurance sector, starting to put more of their capital to work in the sector where interest rates are actually a a benefit to returns as opposed to a drag on, on, on cash flows, just given, you know, the higher cost of debt and leverage.
1: In the coming months, do you expect to see growing competition for available insurance assets?
0: I do, and we're, we're, we've seen that trend over the last couple of years, and we're, we're definitely seeing new market entrants. So to piggyback off the of the previous question, um, private equity and, and asset managers more broadly are very interested and intrigued by the idea of having an insurance, long duration insurance platform where they could outperform on the yield generation side, right, while, while earning pretty healthy returns on the underlying economics. So we've seen that trend over the last decade or so, and that trend is is definitely accelerating. And because of the increased interest on the part of buyers, companies, C-suite executives, and their their boards are now starting to ask the question at the highest levels of the organization is to, you know, we may have a block of business, a legacy block of business that earns us eight, 10% returns. Is there a way to, capitalize on the increased demand for these assets by divesting some of these either closed blocks or back books of open blocks, where we'll continue as organizations and companies to sell these products and offer these products, but we can monetize the back book because of the increased demand for those liabilities and the resulting assets in the sector. So it's not a question now of, is the business performing well? Even strong quality books of business you know, companies have to ask themselves, given the capital they're holding on these businesses, is there a better, you know, is there a better use of that capital? Can they divest some of the back book, the blocks, right? Maintain uh, in many instances the the underwriting capability and and free up capacity so that they could write new more new profitable business while not having to deal with, you know, legacy businesses, which, you know can be a drag on earnings in in, in certain economic environments.
1: Mark, what do you expect to see in terms of interest in insurance brokerage targets, specifically within managing general agents and underwriters in specialty lines?
0: Yeah, good question. So there's been no lack of interest um, at all um, in, in the brokerage space, but you raise a very interesting point. You know, historically, the consolidators of insurance brokerage businesses we're after pure play brokerage right you know commercial lines personal lines employee benefits etc um we are definitely seeing a shift somewhat i wouldn't say shift but we're definitely seeing a lot more interest in mgas and and it comes in a couple of different ways i mean over the last couple of years mgas have demonstrated that when you focus on writing a specific type of coverage right and you know the expertise that these underwriters and MGAs, MGUs bring to the table, really does. It really is a differentiator in terms of the underwriting results of the of the book of business that they underwrite. Um, and companies, insurance companies, underwriters, and carriers are, are very much in tune to that. Um, and there's a an interest on the part of both underwriters to lock in the underwriting by acquiring the MGA but also on the part of brokers and MGA consolidators to consolidate blocks of business through MGAs, right? So they could, they could acquire multiple MGAs. Um, in many instances, they're branching out to also include a fronting carrier and capture more of the, the value along the insurance chain Um, as opposed to just earning the commission up front and and in some instances, settling claims. So we're starting to see insurance companies um, adapt to the trend of MGAs um, where they they have the underwriting expertise. In many instances, they have the the specialized claims expertise and the insurance carrier or reinsurers are either earning a fronting fee or participating um, in, in the reinsurance of some of that block as the MGA grows and, and and increases its capacity to grow their business.
1: The Mid-Year Insurance Deals Outlook talks about expected renewed interest in sectors such as InsurTech that have underperformed overall equity markets. What's driving that renewed interest and what will that mean for equity markets going forward?
0: So that's a great question. Um, I I would say the interest has always been there in insure tech. It's just been a question of valuations. Um, So I would say there's two primary drivers to that um, interest in in insure tech. On the one hand, there are value investors that are always intrigued by the valuation of an enterprise that's declined by 75 plus percent over a short period of time. You know, has it gone too far? Is there an opportunity to come in and, and acquire something you know, business that may have gone public and, and struggled to maintain their valuation in the public equity markets, where in a private, you know, take private environment, they could be, you know, those businesses could be profitable or become profitable and, and earn them a good return. So there's the value aspect of that. On the flip side, our, our, our insurance companies and reinsurers have almost all in some shape or form invested in insure tech, either through vent- venture capital funds or other vehicles, or in some instances by outright acquiring some of the insure techs. But, you know, and that's really been, you know, insure techs are there to disrupt the insurance sector. And there's always risk to insure techs and there's risk to the business model of, of insurance companies. And this is somewhat of a hedge, but to to get it on the ground floor of something that may actually transform the industry and the sector and thereby, you know, allowing them to, to pivot a bit and and take part in what is going to be called the future of insurance. You know, with valuations and IPO markets is as is, is robust as they've been the last couple of years, a lot of insurance companies have struggled to justify valuations, right? We've seen some insurance companies invest in insure techs and take impairments on them just because, you know, as you mentioned, the equity markets and, and the valuations of these insure techs have taken a hit. But, uh, uh, you know, there are many looking at the sector and saying, you know, can we now come in and acquire either distribution through tech or other tech capabilities that is, is affordable, economical and makes sense for our company so that, you know, now that valuations have come off of what was historical highs for the sector.
1: So what are you seeing in terms of life insurance and long-duration PNC profitability, and what impact is rising inflation and interest rates having on that?
0: Lori, that, that's a great question. Um, in terms of life insurance, um, as well as long-duration PNC, interest rates, you know, most companies have been invested in pretty short-duration portfolios as rates have been at historic lows. So while we haven't seen much of an impact in terms of profitability just yet, the rising interest rate environment is, is, is really just begun over the last, call it six months or so. We do expect that companies that have been in shorter duration portfolios will start to see real tangible benefit from reinvesting um, assets upon maturity into higher yielding investments. In terms of inflation, life insurance, the life insurance business is not all that impacted on legacy back books by inflation, but on the long duration PNC businesses, there could be an offsetting impact to the ho- rising rates and the higher yields that companies earn on long duration PNC by by potentially rising claims due to inflation. So the, the, the jury's still out on the impact on the long duration PNC or, or legacy runoff reinsurers in the PNC space. But on the life insurance side, you know, we, we think that profitability of those blocks will only continue to increase. And that's part of what's driving, as I mentioned earlier, the increased demand and interest um, by asset managers and private equity firms around, you know, developing or acquiring platforms to consolidate back book or, or legacy businesses in that space.
1: So, Mark, looking ahead, what might we see when it comes to insurance deal making in the coming years, and what might spur growing interest in those deals?
0: So, I'm bullish on the insurance space in terms of deal making. Um, I think the interest in the sector, both on the corporate, but m- more importantly on the private equity and an asset management side, is going to drive strong demand for a number of years in the sector. And, and I think, I don't think it's limited to, to underwriters, right? We've heard from a number of, of clients in the private equity space that have, have insurance brokers that consolidate, you know, consolidating insurance brokers, that the resiliency of those businesses, be it through COVID or other impacts to the economy more broadly, the insurance business tends to, yes, there, there's definitely an impact and we see an impact. But the you know they tend to rebound pretty quickly. And it's a stable, predictable cash flow generating business with without the you know networking capital requirements of some other businesses that you know, that are in high growth mode and and generating you know strong cash flows can can be. So I do think insurance companies are coming around to the fact that if businesses are profitable and performing, you know, the view used to be we just hold it and continue to grow them. There's now an appreciation for the fact that there's an ability to monetize and, and get a great return and accelerate the return on some of these books, freeing up capital to allow them to generate better yields, but better returns for their investors, and 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 some of these businesses are better positioned for growth and profitability outside of the public domain, outside of you know public filing requirements, where private equity or private capital can can really focus on deriving as much value as possible out of these blocks.
1: Mark, thank you so much for speaking with me today.
0: My pleasure, thanks Laurie, always always a pleasure.
1: That was Mark Friedman, Insurance Deals Leader at PwC. For AMS TV, I'm Laurie Chortis.